The third episode of the Meet Me on Planet 3 podcast is unofficially sponsored by UN Global Goal Number 6, Clean Water and Sanitation. Do you believe every human deserves access to clean drinking water? Do you wish to see restoration and protection of aquatic ecosystems, such as wetlands, lakes, and rivers? Visit globalgoals.org to find out how you can help with Global Goal 6 and all 17 of the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to tune in today to Meet Me on Planet 3. I am your host, Deanna Hoffman, a parent of two young children, an experienced science educator, and an environmental advocate. The Meet Me on Planet 3 podcast features actions that folks like you are taking to protect and preserve our amazing planet Earth. If ever there was a year to honor teachers, this is the one. I am in awe of what they have been able to accomplish and so incredibly grateful. My own kids' teachers are like real-life superheroes. For today's episode, I will highlight an extraordinary teacher from Vermont, Sharon Davison. Whether you are a teacher yourself, a parent, a student, or even just human, you will be amazed by what Sharon is able to do with kindergartners, and I bet she will inspire you, as she does her students, to become an ambassador for the world. You are in for a real treat today, because you are about to hear from one of the most remarkable teachers, Sharon Davison, or Mrs. D., But don't take my word for it. Listen to what six-year-old Alexia learned in kindergarten from Mrs. D this year. Mrs. D teaches us about the global goals. She teaches us about things like what we need to do for the earth. She wants us to know that we need to take care of the world. Kindergartners? Learning about the global goals? Wow. Let's deconstruct this and figure out what's going on here. First of all, what are the Global Goals? The 17 Sustainable Development Goals, often called the SDGs for short, were created in 2015 by members of the United Nations. According to the UN site, these goals recognize that ending poverty and other deprivations must go hand in hand with strategies that improve health and education, reduce inequality, and spur economic growth, all while tackling climate change and working to preserve our oceans and forests. Sharon designs her kindergarten units through the lens of the global goals. For example, her students learned all about food insecurity and food waste, and then planned ways to help with global goal number two, zero hunger, and global goal number 12, responsible consumption and production. Her lessons are also interdisciplinary, consisting of science, literacy, math, social studies, and even art. I asked Sharon to tell me about her work as a Teach SDG ambassador. The Teach the SDGs is an organization that started this initiative where they were looking for teacher leaders who were embracing the global goals and also thinking a lot about environmental education and how are we inspiring youth to become voices and change makers for the present and for the future. As a Teach the SDG ambassador, I have opportunities to connect with other amazing rock star teachers globally. What this has done for me really just ignited me even further, pushed my thinking and pushed me professionally to think a little bit deeper about the what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And so that is really good because I'm 61. You know, I'm not like a new teacher. I've been doing this for a long time. 
I absolutely love it. I think I was always meant to be a teacher and I hope to keep doing this. It's just really kept me alive. Sharon spoke with me about how she uses the UN Global Goals to involve her kindergartners in service learning that benefits their community and the environment. The first day of kindergarten, I hold up a sign with the Global Goals and I have a little globe and I always ask the children, does anyone know what this is? And they're like, yeah, it's the world. And then I hold up this sign and I'm like, does anyone know what these are? And they're like, no. And I'm like, they're the global goals. And then I take the goals and I kind of wrap it around the hug a planet. And I say, so these goals are an opportunity for us as people, as ambassadors of the world. These goals will actually help people learn how to care for the world. And I said, you are all going to be superheroes for the world. Do you want to do it? And they're like, yeah. After that, we create a list. And I start off by saying, I want everyone to think about what are some things that we can do to help the world? And that is our job this year in kindergarten. I think as people, as individuals, we all think about things. We all have actions that we do, things like composting and picking up trash and recycling and reusing. But when we can bring that kind of awareness to other voices and get them inspired and cooked, and then also give them the knowledge behind it, like why is it important for all of us to become less wasteful? Once they're educated, then you have that opportunity, at least for me in kindergarten, I have that opportunity to do some actual practice. One of the things I've been doing for years is I have this great connection with Recycle Rhonda, who is a Chittenden Solid Waste District person in our state, and she's amazing. And she does a lot of outreach. So she goes into schools and she came into our school and she offered to do three different workshops for all six kindergarten classrooms here at our school. As soon as I heard Sharon partners with someone named Recycle Rhonda, I had to meet her too. Sharon reached out to her and fortunately for me and you, she agreed to speak with me as well. All right, what are you doing today? I work for the Chittenden Solid Waste District. Basically, we have to handle all the stuff that people no longer want or need in our county. And so that's trying to find fantastical things to do with all of that stuff. Sometimes there's nothing to do with it. It has to go to the landfill. I do all of the school outreach. So two-year-olds to 52-year-old grad students. Sharon reached out probably my first couple of months of working here. And I'm like, kindergartners. I don't know how to teach kindergartners. I love to have a good time and sing and dance and act goofy. So maybe it'll work out. She was amazing. I've learned all of my young teaching skills from Sharon. And it was one of her students that actually gave me the name Recycle Rhonda. He was like tugging on my shirt. He's like, Recycle Rhonda. And I'm like, dude, that's a great name. I'm stealing it. Recycle Rhonda described three of the lessons that she designed for elementary school students. So basically we start off with trash talking in the three R's. Where does our trash go? And then reduce, reuse, and then the recycle part. And then we end up that lesson with a little sorting game. So they all have something to put in one of three bins. And then I eat lunch with them and help them sort their stuff out at lunchtime. So that's like lesson one. The second lesson is compost critters. So I typically have a small compost bin with all of the outside critters in it. And we look for all of the critters. Some of the classes we go outside and actually like dig in the leaf litter and look for the actual real compost critters. That was one thing I did last year when the pandemic hit. 
is I made a video of compost critters and encouraged the kids to get outside and take pictures of all of the compost critters and really explore their outside environment since they couldn't really go anywhere. I'm not sure the parental units were all that excited about it. The third lesson is worm composting. So I usually bring in a big bin, they get the worms out, and by the end of it, almost every kid has touched the worms, their hands are dirty, it's dirt's everywhere, it's fantastic. And it taught them responsibility and caring for, even though some people think that the worms are ugly and gross, they still are living critters that we have to love and respect. And they do a lot of good, so. You can hear more from Recycle Rhonda in a special bonus episode coming soon. Now, back to Mrs. D's kindergarten class. Sharon says her students worked with Recycle Rhonda to set up a sorting station in their cafeteria. What that did is it gave the children an opportunity to say, hey, we know composting or recycling or creating less waste is good because it helps the water, it helps the land, it helps people, it helps the air. But when we all do it together, then our impact is much bigger. So do kindergartners really grasp the global goals and understand how important they are? To find out, I went straight to the source. I am Sharka. It's spelled Sarka, but it's pronounced Sharka. I had her three years ago. I'm in third grade now. Clean water for everyone. Healthy activity. Clean water because if we're polluting the water, the fish in the water and the other animals like sharks and minnows and other things can't survive. And if we keep the water clean and nice, they can swim and be free and live their life. And of course, I had to check back in with Alexia. They're special because they help the world, just like Global Goal 6, don't waste water, and Global Goal 7, don't waste battery, and zero, 2 yeah. is zero hunger. Yeah, no hunger. Okay. It sounds like these children know a lot about the Global Goals. So how does Sharon take it a step further and empower them so they see themselves as part of the solutions? Teachers always ask me, but how do you get into it? There's no right or wrong way, but I always say start with your children. What's important to them? What are some things that they want to see or that they care about? And I'm always so amazed at what kids come wanting to do. There's just so many ways that you can use the global goals. It's really endless. And I always tell people, even if you just introduce them, you have that up as like a poster. You know, the other thing I tell teachers is just start with one, like ask your students what's important to them in their community or in their school. And then you look at those ideas and you say, okay, what are some solutions that we can come up with? There's always solutions to problems. What I want to model is, yeah, it's a huge problem. I may not be able to solve it, but... I can be a contributor to help challenge people's perspective and to think a little bit deeper about why this is a problem. And here's a possible solution for what I can do in my school or my community. Whenever I am tackling any kind of a theme, I always start with my kids. So what do you think? Do you think everybody has food? And they're like, no. And I look at our list and I'm like, hey, this was one of our wishes we made on the first day of school. We want all children to have food. What can we do to help solve this problem? The kids decided to make more contributions of food. 
So that year we were able to walk to the food shelf frequently. And then from that, we also learned that they needed bags. One of the solutions was for waste. That was one of our problems. How can we encourage people or use less plastic? So instead of doing the single use plastic bags, I asked for parents to donate brown paper bags and then they decorated the brown paper bags and we donated those. And we also did that this year as well. So even with this idea of zero hunger and poverty, we kind of work on those together. It was just more about building that awareness so kids understand what poverty is. And it looks very different depending on where you are in the world. And so one of the solutions, one of the things that the kids came up with, which I thought was unbelievable, is they said, we need to make sure that everybody, every child has clean water. And I'm like, yes, that is something that needs to happen. But how can we make that happen? And so we decided that we would just tweet to people and tell people what we're doing. Twitter is one of those platforms that I use in a safe, kind way, responsible way with my kids. I don't post their real name with the real picture. That has been a really great platform for the kids to be able to kind of share their voices globally. Let's listen to some students and their families talk about how Sharon's kindergarten class has influenced what they are doing at home. Here's Sharka and her brother, Radek, and their mom, Claudine. This was just something we did with our neighbors a few days ago. So our neighbor hurt her back. And she likes to make dandelion jelly and stuff. So we went over and helped pick dandelions. Oh, yeah. We also made a lemonade stand with our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And we were selling lemonade. We made fresh lemonade. And then when we ran out of that, we had to use a mixture. But we made a lot of fresh lemonade. So the money was raised for homeless. I just appreciated as a parent that they were learning all of these things really early on in their education, that it was kind of making it a part of their consciousness and awareness as little kids. We have a compost, so when our bear doesn't get to the compost... (laughs) Or the dog tries to eat the compost. So that's a very big part of our existence here. Try to incorporate healthy outdoor activities are part of our family fabric. So having that be enforced and taught in Mrs. D's classroom was really nice. Now let's hear from nine-year-old Ty and his mother, Rebecca. When Ty was in Sharon's kindergarten class, he asked for a pretty unconventional birthday gift. I got a compost bin for my birthday because I was super into compost bin because of it. And then, so I got, I asked for one for my birthday and I got one. And our family used to, every time we went to the grocery store, we would pick out something to donate. So every grocery trip, Ty would walk down the aisles and pick a meal that he really liked. So it would be spaghetti and spaghetti sauce or something, you know, it had to be non-perishable, but he would pick the item. we go to the grocery store every single week, once a week, and it was a great way to consistently do it, stay within our budget, and also contribute. And back to Alexia and her mom, Isa, telling me about saving water with their homemade rain barrel. Save water to water our blueberry plants. It's actually like a 
a recycling bin that I reuse it for. We have a little water spout in, in the side. Oh, and yeah. so when it rained, I put it in there to collect the water. And we use the water to water our blueberries in the back instead of getting some up from our and tap water. Mrs. D's instruction had such a positive impact on her students and their families. And they clearly are grateful for having her in their lives. What about children that don't have a teacher as special as Mrs. D? I asked Sharon about this and she provided some thoughts. There's these three big ideas I teach my kids. I want you thinking about what's above your head, what's around you, and what's under your feet. And so if you even start with those ideas and even having a child if they're outside as you're walking on the sidewalk, what do you notice under your feet? Is there some green grass poking through the sidewalk? Do you see any ants? Are there shapes that you're noticing around you? I mean, it can really be that simple. And just even telling people, you know, if you walk to the store every day or you're outside waiting for your ride, what do you notice around you? Make a picture of it. Brian's son was in Sharon's kindergarten class this past year during the pandemic. It's bringing it home and really going that extra mile to make parents aware of what's going on and appreciate what the topics are being touched on, because it makes it a little bit easier if you can connect the two. It's just her approach, the way she connects with the children, that is really does make it special. So far, two of Jillian Smart's children have had Mrs. D for kindergarten. Anna was like so excited to learn about the global goals and she comes home talking about it too. And she likes to talk to Ella about it, which is so cool because Ella still remembers so many things. And so to hear them have the conversation about it. And and now I have another daughter who's two and Anna will say, Leah, you have to be a global goal ambassador. It should be the norm. So much of what Sharon's teaching and the global goals in general should just be how it is. We're so lucky to have her. As an educator and parent myself, I truly admire the way Sharon Davison uses the global goals and service learning as a mechanism for teaching her young students their core subjects. Visit globalgoals.org and National Geographic online courses for more information on how you can do the same. To summarize the key lessons from today's episode. Number one, even with really young children, you can use the global goals as a catalyst to help them see themselves as change makers for a better future. And this isn't just for the classroom. Folks can reference the SDGs at home too. Number two, use your community resources. Recycle Rhonda may be unique in personality, but there are plenty of community members that you can team up with. From your city or town's own municipal waste facility, to a local environmental group, to your school custodian. Number three, involve parents and caregivers. The work becomes easier and more sustainable when it is reinforced at both school and home. Sharon starts the school year by inviting parents into school to help paint a giant map of the world, which hangs on their classroom wall all year for the students to interact with. And number four, last but possibly the most important, start with your children. What are they concerned about? What do they want to help with? Thank you for taking the time to meet me on Planet 3. Subscribe today, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and check out my blog at meetmeonplanet3.com. And please email me with topic suggestions or questions. Deanna at meetmeonplanet3.com. That's D-E-A-N-N-A at meetmeonplanet3.com. Planet 3.